Welcome to the Caged Vision Show, where each week we talk about one thing, putting your vision to work. So whether you're the CEO of a large company, maybe an executive within a large company, maybe you're a small company, maybe you are an entrepreneur that is just getting started. Each of you has a vision for where you want to go in the future, and we talk about how to get there, how to put that vision to work. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rome and Lisa Beck. Lisa, I had to do, not had to. What? I was, I had the opportunity to do last week's podcast by myself. Thank you very much. I gave you that opportunity. You gave me an opportunity and it's, it's hard not, <laughs> not having a, a partner here to sort of bounce. We do that so well. I mean, it, it's just, it's our thing. We do it well, and and it's hard by yourself. Well, yeah, so yeah. is there? Do I, am I hearing a little appreciation oh, yeah, for me appreciation. being your sidekick? This is that is, it? Uh, Yay! Appreciation podcast number whatever it is. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. Well, you you are part of uh, my thought process in this exercise that we call a podcast, and and when when I don't have someone. Um, giving me guidelines, I can go off track. No, I did. I did. I did not. Uh oh. I did not because I made an Uh-oh. outline. I made an outline last last week. But but did you look at it? Because I you did. never look at the outline. No, I did, and it felt so unnatural. Oh dear, because yeah. I haven't listened to what you did last week. Because it when will it drop? It drops. It drops soon. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I haven't heard it. So I'm gonna have well, to. Well, let's listen. just just don't judge me on it. Okay. Don't judge me on it. Okay. You know, because, um, you know, I planned the best I could, even though hope is not a strategy. Nice. Oh, wow. So today's podcast is called Hope is Not a Strategy. Wow. That was a pretty incredible segue. Nice transitional sentence. Pull that one out of my back. Nice. Very nice. And so what we're talking about is, you know, organizations spend a lot of time you know, let me, let me back up. Large organizations spend a lot of time on, I'm using air quotes that nobody can see on a podcast on strategy. And that typically is generated in a nice binder that has a nice reports and makes people feel validated. Um, but then the, the hope part for us that we talk about is, are you just you're hoping that gets pushed into the organization? What's it for? Is it for job security or is it something you actually want to execute on? And if it is, you want to listen to this podcast. We're going to be talking about things you can do to turn uh, turn it from hope into an actionable plan. And we'd argue you don't even need the binder. All you need is a thing called addicts. Please don't put it in a binder. Nah. It needs to be up and looked at, and it's a living, breathing document. That's mm-hmm. what strategy is. Mm-hmm. It's about direction. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're going to start with, so there's going to be three segments. I'm going to, you know, the first segment is is really, it's from an interview from Astro Teller, which I find hilarious. That's Just, his name. That's Astro his name, Teller. Astro Teller, which is hilarious. Yeah. The second is going to talk about, is it, hard to get people to do what you want after you have determined what that is. And then third is about implementation. Mm -hmm. So 
the first part, I, I don't know. Where did you find this? That's a, Well, shocker. I listened to a podcast. A podcast. You know, well, what Lisa has in her hand that she's referencing is actually a LinkedIn post. And when I, on the podcast that I recorded my solo episode, on the podcast that I recorded, I was talking about how I do things. And funny enough, when I write, the nuggets that I write about on a post come from audio. That does not surprise me at all. But the video content that I produce, most often the video is on research that was written. Okay, that's, that is somehow ironically interesting. It is, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, but so it's just a nugget, right? And so I save all these nuggets in Evernote and I build on them. Um, so, yeah. For your pace. Yeah, so that is from... Um, the Entrepreneur, Entrepreneurial Thought Leadership Podcast, hosted by Stanford. Oh, okay. I've listened to that before. Mm, they do, so a, good, good. They so do good. a good job. They do a fabulous job. So I'm going to read just a little bit, and it's an excerpt from a 2016 interview with Astro Teller, who is captain of Moonshots at X Company. So, is it Moonshot X? Moon. It moon says X? Moonshots at X. Yeah, that's it's Moonshot X. Something. Is it Moonshot yeah. X? Yeah, I don't know. I'm I think it might. Yeah, may have been a typo, but no, I'm no. Just, well, it, I typed it, so it could be a typo. Oh, it could be a typo. Yeah. Um, so he's asked, make me a list of the top ten things that your team needs to do. No problem, Astro. Commentary from Astro. We get the list. It's invariably ordered by the things they think will be most important, will be the most well-received by the market, whatever that is. But then he continues and says, all right, humor me. Reorder that list, and instead of the most important at the top, make the thing at the top as the one that would cause us to learn the most, and the one at the bottom is the one that will cause us to learn the least. Wow. Mm-hmm. So... Do the things that you will learn the most from first? Yeah. So right now, I probably have some people that are listening and they're like, that doesn't make much sense to me. So let me back up and give you context. Good, because I was about to argue with this theory. He's talking moonshots. He's talking about innovation. He's talking about things that have never done. So in that context, he's saying, don't just make, don't prioritize. Because when you're doing things you've never done before, the best thing that you can do first is the thing that you'll learn from most. Okay, so that's as it pertains to innovation, yes. doing new things. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yes. that makes sense. Because yeah. I was going to argue with you and say, well, there are times when there is a certain something that needs to be done first, yeah, yeah, irrespective yeah. of whether or not yeah. you're going to learn so from it. I'm so glad you asked that question because we would have lost a valuable point there. And uh, something else that I listened to the other day, and they talked about, when you're when you're doing new things, when you're innovating, um, r- rarely is the first idea the right idea. It's typically the second best, and it's either plan. They call it either Plan B or second best. And the whole point of the podcast was make sure that you save enough resources. You know, call it institutional capital or political capital or resources, or whatever you want to call it, do enough to learn whether or not it's your idea is working. 
and save enough resources where you can iterate until you get a win. And you should be able to do that within two or three times. Okay, right? that makes sense. So, so rather than just saying, oh, yeah, this is great, line up the resources and go, put maybe 10 or 20% of the resources, learn, and then if you're right, put more gas on. If you're wrong, pivot, and you still got some powder. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, so after you make this list, and we all make lists as leaders of things mm -hmm. we want mm -hmm. to have done, I know that I sometimes find it hard to get people to do what I want to get done because I think they don't understand. And mm. so, mm. you know, how do we as leaders get people to buy in to, okay, we really, I mean, I'm doing this right now on yeah. a project yeah. and, and I am doing all of these one-on-ones and group meetings and things like that discussing this project so that they understand why it's important yeah. and why it's something that has to be done. But, you know, let's talk about what's the best way to go about that. Well, I think the hardest part is as a leader, as someone that has what you want in your head, nobody else is in your head. So let's say that you drive to a meeting and you're driving to Atlanta. The entire way to Atlanta, you're probably thinking through the plan. You're thinking through the supporting information that helped you make that decision. And really what you're trying to do all, all along is crystallize it for your team. And when you crystallize it for your team, they lose all of the context. And we often just dump it on the team without giving them much on the context. And when we do that, the team's... They don't quite get it. You get a little frustrated because why are they not getting it? I've, I've really worked hard to crystallize this. I mean, think about the comment with Astro. If we had not given context, then people really wouldn't have been able to take away the value from that quote. It's no different when we go do that. We're trying to get it out of our head. And, and I know you well enough that you've probably not only had the conversation in your head, but you've absorbed outside information, you've had conversations with smart people to get advice, you've, uh, you've, you, know, you might have talked to consultants. There's all this information that you've put in that doesn't come out, and that's what makes it ineffective. You know, I think that's very true because one of the things that we are trying to do is to explain to them why it's important, but also how it will relate to them in the end when they may not know how it relates to them now, but understanding there's a reason why we are making these choices and here's how it will impact you. Absolutely. So what you just said and saying another way, start with the big picture, but gosh, don't stop there. If you stop with the big picture, you don't make it relevant to their function in the business. And so the hard part is taking the big picture and mapping it through the organization to the people that are doing the work so they not only know this is what I have to do, but they understand the why behind what they have to do. And I think it's also, I'm going to add something else to this because we've had this um, just recently in the sense that they have to understand one level up. Yes. Okay. Everyone does. Everyone has to understand one the, level the up. The CEO has to understand one level up their board. Yeah. 
Everyone does. Yeah. And so I think it's not just how it relates to them and why it's important, but then to also explain to them how it impacts the next level up. In other words, here's this project. This is how it impacts me and my role. And here's how it impacts you and your role. And here's why it's important for you to understand that. And here's why it's important for me to understand it. Right. So let's play that out. Let's say that you're a, you're an executive, you're an operational executive. So CEO, they're strategic level uh, executive. You're an operational level executive, EVP, see something, right? Now, more than likely the CEO is, has a key result. It's going to map to you. And the CEO just needs to know, hey, Lisa, can I count on you? Can I count on you for the overall plan? Now, he or she has to do that several times across the organization. Now, you have to do the same thing. You have to break it out, and you need to look to someone that can support you in that and say, hey, here's a key result that I have to achieve for the CEO, and I need you because you're the best person to work in this specific function to help me achieve what I need to achieve. And you're communicating to them and helping them understand the larger picture, but also what you are going to be held accountable for so that you can hold them accountable. And so that's it's one level down and one level up, right? Great point. Yes. Um, the traction people or whatever call it cascading messages, I mm. believe. Okay. Right? So up and down. Yeah. Um, and then implementation, once everybody sort of understands, all right, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And this is why it's important how it impacts you. You know, sometimes they understand it, but they don't really understand how to get it done or, or what you really want them to do. Yeah. And do you have, I mean, I have some ideas on why that happens. Well, go ahead. I think, um, you know, in that, in the conversation, you know, the, the make conversation where you're driving to Atlanta, you're trying to uh, crystallize it, but you're also trying to articulate it a certain way. And the more you practice that, the more sort of jargon you probably insert into it. And when you do that, it's sort of like, what did you mean to say by that? And I tell people all, all the time, they'll say something and I won't understand. I say, I'm just your dumb filter. That's really all I am. And I do it really, <laughs> really well. They'll say something, you know, I, I have enough business acumen where I can, I, can quick, I can quickly grasp the bigger picture. But when people say a lot of corporate jargon, I just say, what did you mean by what you just said? And Every time they say it, oh, I meant this. And it's very simple and plain. I'm like, why don't we just say that? Why, why, why don't we say that? Because I can guarantee you, your team will understand that. Oh, okay. Well, you think that? Yeah, that's all they want. They, they, you don't need to impress them. They just need to understand. I forget what, um, it was Einstein, I think, that, he had a quote that talked about speaking in the lowest common denominator. In mm. other words, if you can't explain it to a kindergartner, then you don't understand it well enough yourself. Simplicity That's, it's is really hard. not the quote, but it's something along those lines. And and you're right, simplicity is hard. We want to put in jargon and we I think part of it is we want it to sound we want it to sound more. We want it to sound better. We want it to sound more professional, tightened up, you know. And I, I think getting it down to the lowest common denominator, that simple speak, 
they understand that. Yeah, yeah. I, I talked to someone the other day, and he, he, he was um, telling me about his practice. He has a consulting practice, and he was telling me, and he, he just went on very, you know, went into detail about the technical things and, you know, laid out this process. And I said, well, how's that going for you? And he said, well, um, you know, some of the feedback I get is, but what are you selling me? And I said, well, they don't understand. Like everything, they know you're smart. S- just stop. They already know you're smart. Wow, so, that's a great point. Yeah. They, they probably wouldn't have accepted a meeting if they didn't think you were smart. So tell them how you're going to help them, and then all the other stuff just doesn't have to happen. So keep it simple. Yeah. And... I think it's important to speak to them as a whole, but then also by individual function. Like oh, yeah. this is how this impacts accounting, and this is how this impacts marketing. And absolutely. So think about like uh, you know if you're out, you know I'll, I'll do the CFO function, you do the marketing function. So if I'm a CFO and under my role there's a there's finance and IT and accounting, and so let's say that I'm describing. The overall profitability, you know, I'm charged with, um, you know, increasing the profitability of the of the organization, and um, and I go into this corporate speak, and and then I start to talk about specifically finance. IT is going to tune out; they're going to quickly tune out, and the accounting people are going to tune out. And as soon as you start talking about IT, finance and accounting are going to tune out. It's just the nature. So. Making it specific to them, but also have, letting them know, hey, we're, you, we don't work in silos here. We work uh, in, in, a, in this group function that we call the CFO role that supports the CEO, and you're part of it, and together we're a team, and so we have to know each other's part. And I think it's just a very valuable, valuable thing to make sure that, that you always do. And then I think helping them think critically through what their role is. What, what, what do you need them to do to make this happen? Yes, Lisa. I think the best thing that a leader can do is clearly articulate what they want, give them the tools and the resources to get it done, but then help them think critically through the challenges that they might face in achieving what you said you needed. If, if you don't help them think critically beforehand, you will get fire drills afterwards. It's just the nature. Because there's going to be challenges. And well, you- they don't see the path. And, and so they haven't thought through what are the stumbling blocks and what's going to happen when I hit a stumbling block. you got to think through that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the path, you just mentioned the path. The, the path that's already blazed is the current process. When you try to move forward and do things just a touch differently, it raises questions. And if you don't help them think through those questions, then one of two things will happen. They'll answer them on their own. Or they'll never tell you about them. So you got to get them out of out of uh, and and sort of foster that um, that critical thinking process. Well, gosh, I think that we've laid out a pretty clear plan on how to do this. Yeah, yeah, and a little, little, little heady. It's a oh, heavy one. We didn't, we weren't so funny this episode. Well, we were funny at first. Yeah. Well, you don't think we were? 
We were yeah. sort of funny. No, we, that's our own we're, rating. We're never <laughs> rip-royously comedic. Com, what, how comedic? would I say that? Comedic. Yeah. yeah. Comically funny. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I, I think, mean, this is, this is a topic, I think. Really, people could pause, rewind, listen to again. Um, yeah, this is a tie-in to a lot of the post. So, um, I hope you found it helpful. Our goal is to provide you with continued encouragement and confidence in unlocking your cage vision. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.